Today I'm joined by one of the most recognizable digital marketing figures worldwide, Neil Patel. We're go, go, go. Never want to slow down. But we have everyone from Fortune 1000 companies that we work with to smaller ones. Like, you know, last week we signed up Adobe, right? The founder of Kissmetrics and popular heat mapping software Crazy Egg, we're going to talk to Neil about some of the tooling that he's currently working on to help people up their digital marketing game. So try to keep getting people to come back to your site, you know, follow the rule of seven. We're going to go through how Neil got started in digital marketing, what fuels his passion for this industry, and more importantly, sharing tips with you to get the most out of your digital marketing game. I just tell them, I'm like, look, I started off as an entrepreneur. I paid a marketing firm. I got ripped off from frustration and being broke. I eventually had to learn how to do it my own. And my goal is to help you so you guys don't go through those same problems that I did. Neil's been recognized as a top 100 entrepreneur under the age of 30 by President Obama and one of the top 100 entrepreneurs under the age of 35 by the United Nations. Hey, I'm Neil Patel from Neil Patel Digital, and I'm on the Digital Marketers Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Marketers Podcast. We'll talk all about marketing, branding, strategy, and advertising with industry heavyweights in Australia and around the globe. Whether you're a business owner going DIY with your marketing efforts, or you're a seasoned pro that wants to deep dive into things like SEO and SEM, we've got you covered. I'm Rice Smith from Spruit Digital. Come with me as we explore the world of digital marketing with some very special guests. Um, look, Neil, thanks for jumping on board today um, with me. I guess I want to sort of really start by stripping it back down and getting to your foundations, I suppose, as to, you know, how did you get started in digital marketing and, and what really sort of fueled that fire and passion for what, for what you do? I got started in digital marketing because I was trying to figure out how I can get traffic to my own website. I paid a few marketing firms. I got little to no results. And then eventually I had to learn it by myself because I don't have any more money, you know, so there's not really too many options at that point. So that's that's neilpatel.com that you've got to, that that's really driving most of that traffic each month. I mean, we've, we're talking millions of hits, aren't we? Yeah, hopefully. I wish it was more, but for the time being yes so how so how long ago was that i mean was it something that uh, you'd already been working in the field or was this something completely left of left of field that you know found yourself working in that digital marketing realm no the, the, this was around 16 years ago uh and neil patel wasn't my first website but i had quite a few others before that that were in the digital marketing realm that would make you that would have been when you were 18 so straight out of straight out of school that you kicked off that career, I suppose? A little bit before then, but um, 18 was when I really started pushing forward on this stuff. So no, I remember when I actually got started, it was 11, 12 coding websites, looking at SEO. So the whole game's changed really in that in the last you know, 15, 20 years. Where do you see things going, I suppose, as to you know what you've seen in the past and moving into the future? Google's just released a um, new core um, algo update out there as well. Where, where do you see that future of digital marketing and, and SEO in general? The future I see with digital marketing is um, SEO, I don't know, to be quite frank, uh, but I do see everything being more integrated into one. 
See, digital marketing is an omni-channel approach. SEO isn't just SEO anymore. It started off with just you optimize some code on your site and you build links, which is part of referral traffic. Now you create content, which is content marketing, and you do some social media marketing and promotion, right? Everything is kind of merging together. Um, and the big thing that we're seeing in the future is marketing is going to be done more than just on a laptop or a phone. Like your fridge is going to start ordering groceries for you. You'll start seeing ads on your fridge. You're going to start seeing fridges making recommendations on what kind of food you should order, right? These are all going to be powered. The question is by who and what platforms. So that's where I see digital marketing going in which you're going to see a diverge between offline and online. It'll all in essence becoming all digital. I guess sort of within the digital marketing realm, the, there's this constant um, battle between do I get an agency to look after my digital marketing? Do I invest time in doing it myself, bit of, bit of that DIY approach? Do you think it's a bit of a mix of both or is it something that uh, you think, you know, it's, it's one or the other? I, I don't think it's one or the other. I think it's a mix of both. At the end of the day with marketing, like it changes so often what we're going to see in the future, I honestly don't think is going to be anything like what we're doing now. Like, I believe the future is going to be, you know, like you're in a store. Let's say you're going to buy a purse and you're buying it from Chanel. I think the future with digital marketing, with SEO and everything, like is straight up going to be people wearing goggles and shopping in a virtual mall and hanging out with their friends without leaving their house and trying on items and picking what to buy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating with, with everything that's happening in that, even the VR and, and AR space. Um, with, with Google moving to, there's a lot of, I mean, I've just gotten back from a big um, talk from Google with regards to a lot of the automation that they're doing and, and hitting on what you've just mentioned with regards to things changing so dramatically. Um, things, things are pretty manual for the most part. I mean, how much do you see automation being part of the changing of the guard as far as digital marketing is concerned? I think automation is going to be a huge part. Think of it this way. You know, when you're writing content, why doesn't it just tell you if what you're writing is working or not or if it's bad or good or what needs to be changed there? Why can't it tell you what keywords to put that you're not using because if you use the right ones, you would get much more traffic. I believe digital marketing can be automated when you need more links why does it have to be that you have to manually build them why can't it just figure out who's likely to link to you and then email them on your behalf or submit a web form because of gdpr issues you actually picked up on something that i wanted to ask you about with regards to um, some of that backlinking in the seo piece i mean when it comes to seo there is so much terrible information out there and it's something that I put videos together for, I've seen all of your videos and, and you're a bit of an inspiration for me when it comes to, you know, sharing a bit of that knowledge when it comes to doing SEO right. What are some of the most important things that an average Joe, somebody looking after their own blog, their own website, what's some of the quick wins that they can put on the board when it comes to SEO and, and getting their site, I guess, you know, into Google's good books? Uh, well, some of the quick things that people could do is what I like doing is just seeing who links to my competitors, heading them up and telling them why my content is more in depth and better and asking them to link to me. That impacts rankings quite a bit. The other thing they can do is build a brand. Google wants to rank brands. They don't want to just rank content or sites anymore. So try to keep getting people to come back to your site. You know, follow the rule of seven when someone engages with your site or sees your brand seven times. 
um, they're much more likely to become an avid follower, convert. So leveraging things like email and push notifications and keep getting them to come back helps with that. The other thing that you could end up doing with your site, and this is a simple technique, is we all create pages and content, but cross-linking them helps. Uh, you know, leveraging sitemaps help because that gets your site indexed faster. Optimizing your title tags and meta descriptions for click-throughs and not just keywords, that helps quite a bit as well. Fantastic. No, and I, th- and I think it, I think it's really important for people to understand that it's some of the really simple points, like you're saying that that internal linking is such a quick win, um, but it's so often overlooked in in the SEO realm. So, with that in mind, uh, I think you've just launched a new tool to help with some of that backlinking uh, analysis. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, the tool is called Backlinks. Uh, I integrated it into a bigger tool set called Ubersuggest. But um, the way it works is you can just go there, put in your URL, and it'll show you who's linking to you, your competitors, all that stuff, all for free. Fantastic. And so the website that people can access to get uh, all of that tooling is? neilpatel.com slash backlinks or slash Ubersuggest, whatever you want to do, or you can just go to ubersuggest.com. And pop in a URL or a keyword and you'll find it all there. Yeah, great. So when it comes to, uh, and I think you really touched on it just then with the rule of seven with regards to that re-engagement piece, as soon as somebody's hit your website, um, with regards to, you know, making sure you're popping up back into people's feeds and and re-engaging, what have you found work? I mean, I really want to sort of expand out on when you're talking about the the pop-ups and the emails and that sort of thing. Um, What are some of the tools and and some of the, I guess, re-engagement pieces that people can can enact on their website to start generating a little bit bit more of that growth? Yeah, so I found that the pop-ups and the emails work the best, um, or technically through pop-ups you're collecting emails. The second thing I found to work really well is push notifications. Both work really well, and you just got to keep doing it and messaging and blasting, but it works as long as you're providing value, people will come back. So I've actually just launched, just yesterday in fact, uh, chatbots.com.au and at the moment it's just an aggregator for for news in the AI and, and chatbot space, but we're looking to really put guides and tutorials on online with regards to that. Um, what's your experience with chatbots? Do you use them? Have you got any thoughts on how they're being used currently and, and where they're going into the future? Yeah, I use chatbots. Uh, I use Intercom quite heavily. It works well. We've seen conversion lists from using Intercom, but yeah, in general, it, it, it's worth doing. Uh, the thing with chatbots is, is when do you show them, what's the messaging, all that stuff is really important that people take for granted. And eventually, when it's the right fit, right message, have a human take it over as quick as possible. If they don't, then your conversions don't go up as much. Yeah, great. So using that almost as a bit of a, um, I guess, a bit of a funnel uh, and then really having that engagement from that human interaction point um, you found to, to work quite well. Extremely well. Without the human component, it doesn't work that well. Something that I'm really passionate about is this whole career in digital marketing. I know you've just put a video out probably going back about about a month or so ago. There seems to be in Australia at least, I don't know what what the US trends look like, but 
there's a real lack of good quality digital marketers. There seems to be a lot of <laughs> a lot of gurus <laughs> and a lot of people selling courses, but there really seems to be a lack of good quality digital marketers who really get the analytical piece, but then also have that uh, ability to mix in really good copy, really good creative, but you know, again, have that kind of numbers interest and that analytical brain sitting behind it. So. Where do you currently see the market as far as digital marketers go? I mean, this stuff's here to stay. I think this is really important for businesses moving forward. Can you give me your take on where you see the market, um, you know, careers in digital marketing? And for the people out there listening who might be at university or, or studying still, I guess your take on, on the future of this industry at large. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of gurus. Uh, you're seeing more gurus because they're making good money on courses. There's still a lot of good marketers out there, even in Australia or whatever region you may be. It just takes a while to find them. Uh, and the future when it comes to if you're studying and you're trying to figure out what to do, I recommend specializing. So people don't want to hire someone who knows everything about digital marketing. Uh, they may as a manager, uh, but and it's good to know or understand everything, but more so they want experts who are really good at one particular thing. If you're supposed to be like a CMO or something, sure, you need to have a good understanding of everything. But at the beginning, you know, specialize. Mm -hmm. And I guess if you had sort of areas of specialization, I mean, what, what would you put those um, categories into? I mean, we've obviously got the SEO piece, but um, are you saying really specialize? There's SEO, there's paid, there's social media marketing, there's content marketing, there's email marketing. There's so many sectors. Mm -hmm. So just absolutely dominating one of those one of those channels and just going all for it. Exactly. Fantastic. Now with the social media piece, uh, again, you know, great profile across LinkedIn, Facebook, right across um, digital channels yourself, Neil. What I mean, the role of storytelling in social media. I mean, where, where what are your thoughts on on again? You've you've spoken about building a brand. How important is that storytelling component? for you um, and for businesses out there? I think it's really important. Uh, storytelling goes back thousands of years. So uh, I'm a big believer in telling stories that doesn't hurt. I just, you know, the more stories you tell, more engaged people get, uh, higher conversion rates as well. So, I mean, if we take your particular case, I mean, you know, neilpatel.com, godfather of digital marketing, where where did it all start for you? I mean, I know you've spoken about starting your own website, um, having to do your own digital marketing, growing all of that, but really, what, what's the Neil Patel story? Where, where's that all come from? Obviously, you, you know what you're talking about. You, you've generated amazing results for clients. You're putting out great content. Um, what, what's what's that storytelling piece look like for you? The storytelling piece for me is I, I just tell them, I'm like, look, I started off as an entrepreneur. I paid a marketing firm. I got ripped off from frustration and being broke. I eventually had to learn how to do it my own. And my goal is to help you so you guys don't go through those same problems that I did. And, that, and that's something that resonates with a lot of people. <laughs> I push it in some of my videos, my marketing collateral and you know, it converts just being transparent, telling my story, never a bad thing. No, I think we've all been there with, with regards to agencies in the past. They just promised the world and didn't do anything. Did it become apparent straight away or was there a little bit of that, um, you know, it took a little bit of time to, to work out what was actually going on? 
uh, it, it took quite a while. So, but eventually I just kept testing and tweaking and I figured it out, but it was definitely not easy. So what are you currently working on at the moment? Obviously got a lot of video content happening, um, really got that brand, you know, being spread right across the board. Um, are there any exciting projects that you've got on the cards currently or, or working on into the future? Obviously, we've spoken about your amazing tool um, and, you know, you've got this suite of tooling. Did you want to talk a little bit more about that and some other bits and pieces that you might be working on at the moment? Yeah, the main thing I'm working on is actually the tool. It's called Ubersuggest and my goal is to, you know, disrupt the marketing industry, create a tool set that automates a lot of what SEOs do manual. Um, and every quarter I, or technically it's been roughly every month I've been releasing new features and just pushing them out there and hoping that it makes people's lives better as marketers, especially SEOs. And it, it does everything. It audits your site, tells you how many links you have. You put in a domain name, tells you the traffic volume, the keywords the site ranks for. It literally does everything you can put in a keyword it'll give you more suggestions it even tells you the most popular blog posts on that topic based off of social shares backlinks uh, and search traffic fantastic um so i've got a few talks coming up in the next next couple of weeks if there were three things that you could tell people um with regards to what to focus on or current trends or your quick wins just in general. So it could just be anything in the digital landscape. Um, what would be your three key takeaways that, that really you're seeing at the moment that people could probably put into place and, and get results from? Yeah, so if I had to pick three things is one, build a brand. I think that's long-term, it takes time, but we talked about that a bit. So things like getting people back to you seven times. That's one of the biggest things that people aren't doing. Two, marketing is becoming more and more expensive. So figure out other ways to market. So like I built Uber Suggest. It allows me to get traffic without continually having to write content. That's another creative way. Sure, the tool, sure, the tool costs money, but still, I, I'm making a bet that in the long run, that'll be cheaper than continuing producing content. Hmm. Um, and if I had to pick a third one is don't build links for the sake of building links in Google. If you build enough links by creating good content, good products, you'll get a ton of referral traffic and that referral traffic can add up to hundreds of thousands, if not millions of visitors a month. No, I think most people just got their um, agency dollars worth of worth of tips there from you, Neil. So thanks for that. Um, I know that you put out a video a little while ago, a bit, a bit of content around how often you should publish content. Now, this is something that I get asked quite a lot. How many times do I need to be posting to Facebook and Instagram and all these other platforms? Um, I've got two questions. My first question being the uh, frequency of content and, and, and posting. And my second one is around LinkedIn and using that as a content publishing platform. So with, with regards to the first one, with, with, with posting content and even publishing on a, on a blog, um, what are your thoughts on, on the frequency of posting? At least once a week. If you want to go for it, you can try multiple times a day. Um, but there's a ton of content already out there. So unless you're going to talk about new stuff, you know, don't focus too much on quantity, focus more on quality. Uh, if you're in a non-competitive space, then focus on quantity because you can gobble up all the traffic in the landscape. Um, as for LinkedIn, if you're in B2B, it's a great place to post. And I wouldn't recommend only posting on LinkedIn. You can take what you post on your blog, also copy and paste it and repost it on LinkedIn. 
Are there anything? Are there any things that that you're doing on LinkedIn, or you're seeing clients or people in the industry uh, are doing on LinkedIn that are that are really garnering solid results across the board? I mean, we're all very well aware that it's a um, platform of opportunity. Things are changing quite a bit at the moment with with the algorithm, and they're you know paying a lot more attention to the development of the platform. Are there things that, that business owners or even individuals can do with LinkedIn to really start leveraging that for whether it be their personal brand or, or their business? Videos, they do extremely well on LinkedIn. So people making that investment in, into the video platform and get themselves a, a videographer and um, start putting out that, that, that content. Yeah, or just using your phone, but yeah. So did you want to just, I mean, you, a lot of your videos are, are very studio and, and polished and I mean, that, that comes from when you've got the budget and you've got the brand and you've got that justification. Um, you just spoke about using your phone. Uh, some people out there, and I know a lot of people actually, feel like that is a pretty big step by whipping out the phone and, and getting in front. I mean, what would you say to those people that are a little bit sort of timid and and have a little bit of trepidation with regards to, to, to doing that. Don't worry about it. Stop thinking. If you have to be convinced, then it's not going to work. Just go and try to post it out. What's the worst that can happen? If you don't like it after a day, delete it. I got, I'll circle back around to the education um, part before. Um, obviously, with, with the exception of neilpatel.com, um, what, are, what are some resources or, I mean, again, starting out in the industry, um, are you more of a... Uh, you know, a practical person, start up a blog, try and rank it, experiment, play with it, um, or are you more of a, a theory type of guy? I mean, what would be your biggest tips to, to people looking to learn and, and start, you know, in the SEO and digital marketing game at large? You got it right. I would just say start your own blog, test and experiment and learn from there. That's the best way to learn. That's how I learn. That's how I recommend everyone learn. And if there's other, I mean, from your uh, from your point of view, I mean, with regards to other people in the industry. So uh, if we're talking influencers or your, your colleagues and people that you network with quite often, if I was to ask you for, um, you know, who, who else do we need to follow? We've got Neil Patel at the top there. Who else would you recommend having a bit of a look at? I mean, are there other people that you look up to as well and, and, yeah, and get yeah, advice Brian, from? Brian D knows a lot of stuff from Backlinko. Ram Fishkin knows a lot of stuff. But yeah, there's a ton of people. Um, there's people who are good at just local and some people are just good at social media, but they're everywhere. I just read all the popular blogs from Moz, Backlinko, Search Engine Land, Marketing Land, uh, Search Engine Roundtable. I just follow them all. With regards to, to email marketing, um, I know you've touched on this a little bit um, here, and, and I know we go through benchmarks, you know, 25, 30% open rate, um, you know, we've, we've got benchmarks for click-through and that sort of thing. Um, if I am embarking on an email marketing campaign, um, you know, outside of the, you know, thanks for signing up type type basic emails people get, what, what would be some strategies that you would recommend people look at or some sort of best practice tips for getting a good solid email marketing strategy underway? What I would end up doing to get more opens is casual subject line, lowercase. I found that that helps a lot. In addition to that, uh, using the first, the name, person's first name and subject line helps quite a bit. Short text-based emails helps with deliverability. Have a good CTA in there and uh, keep it simple and clean your scrub and clean your list. Yeah, so that, that that's a really 
really important um, aspect of it um, with regards to the, the, the quality of your list. So it's again, it's that quality over quantity sometimes, isn't it? Exactly. Fantastic. Um, look, I did want to. I did want to sort of get down into uh, you know, obviously speaking about your story. I, I have read places that um, you've helped with your family business in the past as well. Um, did that come before or after the whole Neil Patel dot com um, sort of story and, and and venture? I suppose. No, Neil Patel dot com was my latest one. All the other stuff is before. Mm-hmm. And I mean, going through, I mean, you've achieved quite a lot. You've worked with amazing companies, amazing people. What's the highlight for you? I mean, is is there a sort of couple of ch- achievements that you look back on and go, you know what? Yeah, I'm pretty damn proud of, of what we've achieved there. Not really. I always look at you can always be improving. What happened in the past doesn't matter. No matter how great it, it may seem, it just doesn't matter. You got to keep pushing forward and do better. Any businesses out there or agencies looking to grow, what would be a couple of tips that you've got with regards to growing and scaling a business? Hire people who have done it before in your exact same space. If you do that, your risk goes down and you tend to grow faster. That's our model. Mm -hmm. We hire people who have not done it before just once but twice because then there's a good chance they'll do it the third time. Yeah, And team size, we're quite big. We have a lot. We hire around 18 people a month. So I don't know how big we are, but <laughs> we're in the hundreds and hundreds. So. Growing, growing. Good to hear. And so, I mean, on the website, I mean, people are, people are hit with, we're driven by our values. I mean, what, what are some of those values? I mean, it becomes very evident, don't get me wrong, through your videos that, that, and you've touched on it with the openness and the transparency, but working for you and around you, I mean, what, what are some of those values that drive what you do? And more importantly, how you keep those staff motivated with, with some of those values? Yeah, you know, we have, it depends on the company, but we all have, they all have different values like self-mastery and continue trying to learn and improve more, integrity, doing what you end up saying, uh, champions, right? You got to be a fanatics. We love winning. But yeah, it varies company to company. They all have different values. Um, and I'm not the day-to-day guy in the office, so, but the team does a great job of motivating, hiring and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, great. So when you are growing that business, I mean, what would be your top two, top three hires? Are we talking, you know, get someone in who's a general manager to free you up? Or are we talking about, you know, get someone in to do do the trench work with you side by side? What, what's been your most important hire to date? So maybe one, two and three as far as the most important people to have within your business as you're starting to grow. It depends. That's a tough question to answer because everyone does it simple. They're different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some people may have $10 million to start with. Some people may have a hundred. Some people may have no budget. So like with me, I tend to start with some sort of money. So I tend to hire a few executives who just build everything out and do the rest and manage the day to day. And if you're starting out, you know, you're probably going to have to do more yourself. Assuming you don't have any money. And you're going to have to find someone else who will take equity and is good at all the stuff you're not good at. Mm-hmm. No, fantastic. I think it's a really, 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 really good point for anybody out there that, um, you know, is starting on that journey and, and especially in that startup realm um, as well. So for any budding, and I'll probably only take another five minutes of your time here, Neil, 
for anybody looking to get a job at neilpatel.com, what what do you guys look for as far as the soft skills go? So I might have all my accreditation from Google, I might be an SEO wizard, but what do you look for as, as far as an employee go? And I know that you might not be involved in the day-to-day hiring, but as far as the, those values and, and what you guys look for as, as to somebody who can jump on board and really contribute, what are some of those soft skills that you guys look for? Cultural fit, uh, not necessarily a soft skill, but we want to make sure they're a cultural fit. In addition to that, we want people who are independent, can think on their own, uh, are great executors, fast-paced, uh, they love learning, they continually try to improve themselves, not just work-related, but even in their personal life. Mm-hmm. Those are some of the skills that we look for. It sounds like you've got a bit of a, a startup um, mentality, even within an established business. Would that, would that be fair to say? Yeah, we always act like that. We're go, go, go. Never want to slow down. Yeah, fantastic. Um, I've got one last little question here, and I think this is really important for um, people who are going to be listening with regards to, um, you know, who who Neil's, what Neil's all about and, you know, some of the amazing stuff that you guys have been able to do. Um, can you tell me about a, an amazing win that you've had for a client or, or, or a mini case study for me that we can maybe throw some... Um, you know, throw throw some numbers out there, or, or give it give an example of, you know, really a, a, a blue chip client or some fantastic results that you've been able to generate um, in the past. We have a ton of clients. Um, <laughs> as I mentioned, I'm not in the trenches, but I do know our over our success rate is like 97 somewhere around there of actually achieving results, which is quite high. Uh, we're not a hundred percent. I'll be lying if I said we are perfect. But we have everyone from Fortune 1000 companies that we work with to smaller ones. Like, you know, last week we signed up Adobe, right? But that's just a regular week for us or a month for us. Um, (laughs) But yeah, in general, we produce really well. Like, we have so many clients who are getting two, three, four X traffic within a year of working with us. Uh, We have some businesses, like, we have one publicly traded financial company right now. They were negative and had negative growth, they were, their business was declining. This is a multiple uh, billion dollar company, well mm-hmm. into the billions, not like one or two. I'm talking mm-hmm. about like tens and tens of billions. Yeah, wow. They were declining and we were able to reverse the trajectory from digital, stop the bleeding and actually grow the company all within 12 months. Fantastic, no, that, that's, that's, that's brilliant. I mean, that, that just really goes to show the power of, of digital, digital marketing. Yeah, and, and another one, is earlier this year, uh, beginning of 2019, we signed up Hewlett Packard Enterprise, their software division. And uh, within 30 days, our performance was so good, they almost doubled up their pay per click budget. Wow. So it's like we just have so many of them, right? But again, I have a huge team and we're yep. very results driven. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. I and mean, it's, it's great to be able to sort of put some, um, put some examples out there. Um, a question maybe more so from me actually that really curious i mean when you build up this personal brand i mean i see neil you know your face everywhere um people build up that real affinity don't they that, that, that connection how important is that when you're talking about the personal branding piece how important is that with regards to building out your your personal brand and, and what some of the, the benefits and and i guess results that have come out of establishing that, um, you know, really strongly online. 
It's not that important. Everyone thinks building a personal brand is really important and you make a lot of money from it, but I disagree with it. The biggest companies aren't a personal brand. They're a corporate brand. You know, even the biggest ad agencies aren't personal brands. We look at Dentsu, WPP, you know, even like the iProspects of the world, which is probably the largest digital agency or iCrossing. None of them have big personal brands. You know, if I asked you, you'd probably like, if I said, who's the uh, CEO of iProspect, you're probably not going to know. And most not- people wouldn't. But no, they do. I think I think there's something like six, seven hundred million a year globally in digital marketing revenue. Yeah. Wow. So with uh, and and probably my final question here, there's a lot of talk out there with regards to digital versus traditional. Now, I'm obviously quite heavily skewed towards digital, but still see quite a lot of benefits. And and I think one of the things that you mentioned earlier on, which is probably one of the biggest takeaways, I'd like people who are listening to take away is thinking outside of the box and looking at some of the non-digital strategies and techniques that you can implement, but then get amplified by the use of digital over the top. So when it comes to, you know, people talking about TV, radio, billboards, that sort of thing, where, where do you sit? I mean, where, where do you see the market at the moment? I mean, I, I personally don't feel like there's a there's a right or wrong answer here, but it's that that mix, that, that channel mix that brands and businesses look at. So being very digitally focused, where do you, where do you see that at the moment? I see do everything. As long as it's profitable, spend as much as you can. I don't care if it's offline or online. And I've seen that work extremely well for our, most of the companies we work with. The reason I say that is we deal with large corporations, right? Like mm-hmm. when, you know, when we signed up Adobe, Adobe has over a hundred billion dollar market cap. Mm-hmm. And when you see spends of some of these companies, uh, you know, spending on television and getting an ROI and offline, I mean, and online, you would just do it all. Who cares if one has a better ROI than the other? Spend as much as you can as long as it's profitable. No, great. And one last one for the for the budding entrepreneurs out there. Um, we hear this saying, you know, you, you're defined by the people that you hang around with and, and you're influenced by those who, you know, you, you spend the most time with. How important is that to find the right crowd and, you know, whether it be find yourself a mentor or, you know, work alongside with like-minded people? Um, where, where do you see, what are your thoughts on, on all of that from, I guess, that entrepreneurial mindset and, and, and focus that we see um, really coming to the fore a lot these days? Uh, I, I look at it as more like, yeah, you can say your five closest friends or being around the right people, but I, the way I look at it is like when people really want to succeed, they do whatever it takes. If they don't, they don't. Like it, it doesn't matter who your friends and mentors are. I believe it's the person more than anything else. You can live in the boonies, and if you really want to succeed, you can learn online and get mentorship virtually, right? It's really up to you. So it's about being resourceful, I suppose, rather than the, uh, the the company you keep is what you're saying. Correct. Yeah, fantastic. All right, Neil, well, look, thank you very much for popping on to the Digital Marketers podcast uh, for us and, and for those listening here uh, predominantly in Australia. Um, so, look, thanks for, thanks for coming on. Sounds good. Take care. So just recapping on the podcast with Neil, I had my own little fanboy moment today uh, interviewing somebody that I've followed for a good decade now online. And it's really interesting to hear a similar story and background on how somebody got started in digital marketing. So one of the big things that Neil was talking about was 
the importance of working on a side project to experiment and tinker and learn. So some of the things that we're working on at Spruit Digital being things you should do in Adelaide and chatbots.com.au, it allows us to test things that we pick up from people like Neil, uh, things that we read and even items and techniques that we're using for our own clients to really enact and experiment and see what works. Another thing that Neil mentioned was the rule of seven. And I think this is really important to note in today's digital marketing climate is that it takes multiple touch points in order to re-engage and engage with a potential customer or client. So having a look at your website, re-engaging through remarketing on social media, following up with targeted, whether it be banner ads or Google ads or even YouTube pre-roll ads, all come into the marketing focus and your marketing efforts online. So something really important to pay attention to. If you're not currently doing that or factoring in email marketing as part of your digital marketing plan, it's certainly something to consider. So something else that Neil mentioned was the tooling that he's working on behind the scenes. So some of these tools are actually live online. You might be familiar with things like moz.com and semrush.com. Neil's got his own variation of it uh, from his website, neilpatel.com. So there's a tool called Ubersuggest, which helps work out what some of the top SEO pages that currently exist online. And he's also got another backlinking tool, which helps identify some of those opportunities that might exist online. All of these are available from neilpatel.com. So if you haven't already, get on, check it out and let us know what you think. I'll have all of these links and more available on the show notes on spruikdigital.com.au. Thanks for joining Neil and I today on the Digital Marketers Podcast.